Good morning and happy Easter. We are about to get to see if the Easter bunnies come soon, I'm pretty sure. Anyway, talking about motivation and willpower today and what to do if you don't have any. If you feel like, and I say feel like, because whenever we say things like that, it's all, we're always using an analogy. You know, I feel like I have no motivational willpower. Even though technically we don't know what that actually means because it's not tangible or anything. We don't really know what it feels like to have it and to and to, to not have it. And what I would firstly say, and this, this came up yesterday, is that by asking the question and by actually saying I have no willpower motivation, it kind of means you have some because you're frustrated that you want to have more. Otherwise, we wouldn't even be having the conversation in the first place. So already, we're failing to see a positive in this. There's a positive because we're annoyed. We should have more motivation and willpower. But what it maybe does mean is that we're not linking what we're trying to do to our highest values. And our highest values could be things like family, could be things like work, which are great. And we're seeing like the exercise, maybe the food side of it, not as something that's as high as value as that which means that they always come first, which is, which is great. But then we've got to think how we link that. How do we link exercise and eating well with actually family work? Already for me, I know that I can't do what I do if I don't get to bed early enough, I don't eat right because I don't have right energy and not nourishing my body enough. If I drink quite a lot, you know, I have no energy to do like what I do every day. Good morning, Joss. How are we? Give me a hello if you're coming in. And... This is uh, patience with kids when they're about to get up and do a Easter egg, egg hunt. Like, I look forward to that and I, when I've got energy, but I could imagine, I'm going to be honest here, if I was knackered and hungover now and we were about to do an Easter egg hunt, I, I'd be fine, but I'd be a bit like, oh, you know. Good morning, Tracy. So, going back to this though, when you have no motivation and willpower, I want you to then ask the question, okay, have you ever felt like, because it is an analogy, because we don't know what it is or if it's true. Have you ever felt like you've had no motivational willpower before? Normally, yes. What did that feel like? It's hard to even articulate, isn't it? Right? Also, consider that, did you get motivated and did you somehow create willpower again? Often, yes. What did you do to create that? And my point here is, is we have to create it. Motivation won't just come, willpower won't just come. And we've almost been taught the wrong way around that we need motivation and willpower to start. But what if actually we need to start to get more willpower and motivation? Because quite often that's what happens. Willpower kind of comes from habits to create an environment that makes it easier to make choices and decisions around us. Habits like keeping the, the side clear of Easter eggs means that as a dad, I have a better... I have an easier morning debating whether they should, how much chocolate they should eat today, rather than if I left it on the side, it's going to be a constant, can we have one yet? Can we have one yet? What about now? What about now? What about now? That's just my, my way of it. Right. If I just hide them around the house, they can have them kind of when and when, whatever. That's fine. Um, rather than them always on show. And it's the same with what we do. You know, when we go into a supermarket, you know, there's a lot of complaints about, you know, check out aisles, you know, how that makes us 
tempt more. Good morning, Julia. We tempted more at the checkouts by, you know, chocolates. Do you want a cream egg for a pound? You know, when I get asked that question, it's just like, well, I want one, but, you know. So all these things that we, we, we're, you know, campaigning about not to have, yet we actually do it in our living rooms, in our house, by leaving food out as well. So we're, we're here also thinking about, right, how do we create those habits that make our willpower a little bit better? Then you've got the motivation side of it. And often doing will create motivation. Doing will create motivation. And I know it's the last thing you want to do. But when it's the last thing you want to do, we've got to somehow try and connect that to ourselves to kind of become really conscious with our thinking and go, when it's the last thing I want to do, that means I'm going to do it. And just have that train of thought. It's the last thing I want to do. What does that actually mean? What does that really mean? Probably means it's the first thing I need to do. So it's the last thing I want to do. Probably the first thing I need to do. Let's see what happens. Give it one minute. If after one minute I want to give up, I'll go again. And I'll give myself permission to give up after one minute. Worst case, you've done one minute. Now, when it comes to these thoughts, and I'm, I'm going to touch on the thought side of it now, in terms of motivation, willpower, it's a bit like a label, isn't it, really, that we've put on ourselves that when we decide, because we decide if we, have, if we have willpower or motivation. And it depends how you define it, doesn't it? Like, blaming yourself for having no willpower because you're at a barbecue and there's an Easter egg in front of you there and you're chatting and you eat some isn't really willpower. That's more food environment. And yeah, of course, you could make a choice to have it or not. But at the same time, if, you, if you're constantly being in front of the Easter egg, etc., there, you're going to probably have some eventually. Like willpower will get you so far, of course. And training in an environment like that can help. But like I've said before, we live in an obesogenic environment and it's not as simple as, good morning, Lorraine, not as simple as just willpower. Now, because it is like a label though, when we choose to believe we have no willpower, we almost want to prove ourselves right. That's what our brain does. So the result of that is then we just kind of fight what we've already decided. So we fight what we've already decided, which is now our reality. So now we're fighting with something that we believe exists. So we're fighting with reality, which means we'll lose every time. It's a bit like trying to change something that's already happened. However, if you see it for what it is, actually, it's just a feeling. And how you react to the feeling of, I feel like I have no willpower. Motivation will dictate what you do. And it's a bit like a Velcro label. They peel off. If you peel it off, it's gone. It doesn't last that long. And the result of that is, if you ask a question, okay, can I be 100% sure, 100%, is it 100% true that I have no motivational willpower? Like 100%, would you bet your life on it that you have no willpower or motivation? Now I'd even go as far as saying, if you're actually asking that question, you do have some. Can you know if it's true or not? The answer is probably no. You don't know if it's 100% true. Then you can ask the question, because knowing what you know now that it's not 100% true, who would you be and what would you do differently if that thought wasn't true? If, if you said now, if the opposite was true, I have motivation and willpower. What if this was actually it? I do have motivation and willpower, but just our perception of comparison to others because they're exercising, we think they have something else that we don't. 
what would we do? Who would we be? What would you do differently if you did have this motivational willpower today? Write them down. Because to get that, we often have to do that. And there goes your answer. Because our response depends on a feeling. And our belief of that feeling. For example, yesterday we went on an Easter, Easter egg hunt. At the end of the Easter egg hunt, there was an Easter bunny or a, or a man in a costume. As my four-year-old daughter said, that's a man in a costume. That's a man in a costume, isn't it, Daddy? Uh, you can see a zip, can't you? I can't really lie to you. you know, and, it, and it looks no better than my unicorn onesie. So it's the Easter bunny, I said. Oh, it's just a man in a, it's a it's a costume it's a costume okay so the result of that is that she didn't actually enjoy it the easter bunny part Immy did she's two so we could get away with that um but the point is is she'd have enjoyed it a lot more and her experience of that would have been better if she'd have thought it was an actual bunny a big bunny and had a picture of a bunny if, if, if as a result of that it was like a socially distanced picture with a man in a costume you can see his, the zip on the back, a fake carrot. Um, and my point here is, is our perception of the situation dictates what we do, how we experience something. So it's up to us whether we have willpower or motivation or not. The best way to thing to do is to ask the question, what am I willing to do to create that? Because it does come before it. Start small, even if it's a one minute workout. Let's, in fact, let's do a one minute workout now. If you're still on, let's do a one minute workout together now. So all we do is grab a chair. So this could be a kitchen side, actually. Kitchen side, sofa, anything on there. You could be boiling the kettle, frying your bacon, cracking open an Easter egg, whatever you're doing. We're here, this position. All we do is start bringing the knee across the body and on here. And just start crunching a little bit as well. So it's also force that air out. So empty the lungs as you breathe out. Really empty the lungs as you breathe out. So bring the knees across the body, in on here. So knees across the body. If you want to speed it up a little bit now, just start speeding up in there. Remember, we're just going in one minute on here. And then we're going to start to bring the legs out to the side. So we go out, out, in, in, out, out, in, in, in on here. So inner thighs coming on a bit. Core, if you want to make it a little bit tougher, come out, if you want to make it tougher, here. And keep the chest up, bum dropping down. So eight, seven, six, five, Four, remember, just step if you want lower impact. Just step. Three, two, one. From here, we're just going to bring that leg out to the side here. So we're just there. Leg up to the side. Keep the chest body as upright as you can. Chest body as upright as you can. So you don't want to go all the way to the side here. Keep your body upright. That will help your core muscles glue on this side here, the opposite side. Not to mention your hips here. Two, one. We come to the other side. We go again. So exactly the same on that side. So if I show you this angle, I'm just there. And I'm keeping my body as upright as I can. I'm not doing this. Body upright. Five, four, three, two, one. And then we go behind from here. So I go behind from here, but alternating this time. Keep your body upright again. Hold on if you need to. You don't have to. You could just go here. There. Five, four, three. Point that toe up. Two, one. Relax from there. Take a deep breath in. Clench your fist as hard as you can. Big shrug. Shoulders back. And out slow. Sometimes it's just one minute to kickstart that next minute. You've already done a minute today. You've already ticked something off now. 
Let me know once you've done it. Now grab a glass of water and those small habits start to add up. Actually, I've done that. I've done that. We start to build evidence. Evidence leads to confidence that we can do it. So comment below once you've done that. Glass of water to top that off. There's two habits already, two positive things. And it was always the small habits. Those little decisions you make to do one minute of exercise when you're really tired, when you're not really feeling it. To find out if you could do a bit more. To find out if it will make you feel better. To go for that walk when you're not really feeling up for it. When you're a bit tired, when you're a bit like, ah, oh, I'm not really sure. To see if it will help. To grab that glass of water before while your coffee's making. To increase that hydration, which we know can help with concentration, hunger, skin, hair, nails, digestion. Really simple habit, but the effectiveness of that is huge. So, have a great day. Happy Easter. And I'll see you soon. Take care.